Welcome to Light Treason News, everyone. Pop culture, politics, and a sprinkle of treason. I'm joined today by Eric. Oh, that's right. How's it going, buddy? Uh, it's going well. Yeah? I would say well. Well, f- well feels good. How, feels like how a good are things descriptor. in uh, employment land? Oh, you know, just crazy. Yeah? I've worked... Uh, let's see. By the end of the week, probably, I think, like, 70 hours. Holy shit. I'm so working, you, like... You started. Like, you're full in now. I'm t- well, yeah. So, I have a full-time job that I've had for a while okay. since I came back from Sweden. Oh, we're talking about the old job. I have that job. Okay. And then I have started a second job. But it's... Yes. It, er, the plan is for it only to be a part-time job. But the training process is mm-hmm. full-time. That's just one of the many joys of being a millennial. Uh huh. Yeah. Having I was talking to someone the other day, and they're like, "Do you have a, a full time job?" And I was like, "I have five jobs." Yeah, yeah. I have five jobs always. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The plan is I will have one full time job, one part time job. That's a dream, man. That's to have yeah. one and a half jobs. One and a half jobs. That's the American mm-hmm. dream. Yeah. So, guys, I have a Patreon that I haven't been talking about. You sure do. Uh, in a while, because I got locked out of my account. Because I got a new phone. Oh, I see. And I had two-factor verification. Uh-huh. And I lost my settings. And Patreon was like, you are an enemy of the state. <laughs> uh-huh. And we're locking you out. I was like, no, it's me. It's yeah. Allison. And they were like, goodbye forever. Uh-huh. So it took me like several weeks nice. to get back into my account. Nice. So I'm going to be posting content up there soon. You can become a supporter of mine over there for as little as, are you ready for this? A dollar a month. That's so cheap. But if you're a $5 a month supporter, you get to send questions, and we haven't answered them in a while on oh. the show. So I want to get to some right now. It, and by the way, it's questions or recommendations. Okay. that's Or just a statement. Like, just Do you need a friend? Do you want to just reach out and just talk? Do you want to be Patreon friends? Mm-hmm. We can be Patreon friends. So Nicole just straight up has a recommendation. Great. And also, Nicole, I just want to credit you for getting to the fucking point. I love the boldness. I love that there was no... You're look. I don't want to. Uh, your fans have a tendency to ramble a little bit. Sure. So do I. Uh, though, so no judgment. Apologize up front, which is my thing. I like Thanks. opening when they open with an apology. Where uh-huh. They're like, "I'm sorry," and I'm yeah. like, who, who, "What? What? What? What happened?" What? That's my thing. I've, yeah. I'm definitely in that that <laughs> camp. I'm like, "Look, I know I'm bothering you. I'm sorry." <laughs> <What>? Like, <laughs> you're not uh, bothering me. I like I like a strong, a strong opening declarative statement. No apology, no questions, just right. a str- just a strong, bold first sentence. So, Nicole, right out the gate, recommendation, wow. okay? Jonathan, uh, I'm sorry, <laughs> this is me messing it uh-huh. up. This is not how Nicole wrote it. <laughs> Jonathan Van Ness's Instagram, specifically videos of his figure skating lessons. They are heartwarming and bringing me joy during this dark, dark winter. Wow. Oh, Nicole, I am familiar with Jonathan Van Ness's Instagram. Yeah, I would, yeah, I would have assumed that. But I think everyone should follow him. Mm-hmm. He is, I don't know how old he is, but he decided later in life to learn how to figure skate. Because he's friends with a lot of uh, very famous figure skaters, of course he is. including Michelle Kwan, <laughs> who is like in some of the videos. Uh-huh. But anyway, it's been really inspiring to watch his progress. And he's gotten so good. That's awesome. So I fast. He can do like twirly things and stuff. Really? He's really good. Figure yeah. skating's hard. It's really hard. I did it when I was a kid. Ice skating in general is tough. Yeah. I got to, this will mean nothing to people uh, who don't figure skate, but I got to freestyle one. Wow. 
And then I fractured my ankle. Mm -hmm. And also I was like not having fun. So I stopped doing it. But it was like the thing that all of my little friends were doing. So I was like, I'll do it too. (laughs) Uh, So yeah, that's the story of me and figure skating. Uh, I've only been ice skating one time. And when I went, I couldn't wear the regular figure skates. Mm Mm-hmm. Like my like every time I would like touch the ice, like my ankles would just buckle. Buckle, yeah. <laughs> so I had to wear. I wore hockey skates. Oh yeah, yeah. And I know those worked some great. People do that, yeah. Yeah, I it's wore just hockey more skate. support, Yeah. Yeah, because I wasn't. I mean, I wasn't trying to like do tricks. I was just trying to stand up on the ice. So, <laughs> right. so not fall down <laughs> like a silly man. Yeah. Yeah. So Christina writes in. I just finished season two of Riverdale. Congratulations. Congra- Why can't I talk today, Eric? <laughs> And trying this my best to yeah. find season three because I am now completely obsessed with the show. Do you have any recs of shows that are similar to Riverdale? I have pretty much uh, every means of finding a show, so go nuts. Thank you. So, <laughs> Christina, I, I'm going to uh, interpret that request for Riverdale as you want to watch something fun but mindless. Okay. So, okay. have you seen Sabrina? I don't know mm-hmm. how good Sabrina is, but it's sort of in that. I mean, literally, Riverdale and uh, Sabrina world, right? are in the same yeah, world. Yeah, yeah. So if you want that sort of campy, fun, uh, ridiculousness, sure. Sabrina's definitely up there. You could also just read Archie comics. You could read <laughs> Archie comics. Not as edgy. They're not as sexy as Riverdale. <laughs> so I can't recommend that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I would say Sabrina. Beverly Hills 90210. I don't know any shows. I started watching this show on Netflix, and I don't even know if I can recommend it because I truly just watched the pilot. Great. But it's called You. I feel like I've seen (laughs) a a thing for that. This fucking show. All right. So it's about a guy who's stalking a girl. And it's interesting. The reason I like it so far is he justifies a lot of his behavior by claiming he's just doing what they do in romantic comedies. Yeah. Where he's like, I'm just passionate. I literally wrote a comedy sketch with, of this premise. Yeah. And I wouldn't necessarily say it's like a unique premise. I mean, it's, it's basically like a think piece come to life. Yeah. (laughs) But what's really cool Uh about it. And what I like about it is uh, the tone is very dark and very funny. Yeah. And he's very funny and he's almost charming. Right. Which is interesting because like you, you start to stray into liking him and then he'll do something profoundly fucked up. Right. right, You're like, Oh, right. You're a bad guy. Uh Uh-huh. Uh, and I like that the show kind of tempts you to like him because mm-hmm. that, I mean, that fits the pattern of what happens. And listen, we all read about what happened with Ture, right? Right, right. Like that pattern of, you know, this nice, charming guy. You like him, you like him, right? Uh-huh. Well, he's sexually <laughs> harassing people. Don't you feel stupid? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, so I think that is familiar in a way that's very disturbing. Yeah. But Was I've only watched the pilot, so I can't vouch for the whole show. But it made me think when you mentioned Riverdale, it's very campy yeah, and over yeah, the top yeah. and that mm-hmm. stuff i started uh this is not the same at all so don't listen to me this is <laughs> i, <laughs> I, just, I was just her. thinking of things that i watched recently i started watching this show on netflix called instant hotel oh yeah is that good I d- it's uh, so weird and fun and strange <laughs> like mm-hmm. it's it's all it's an australian reality television show first off uh so you all the people are just crazy people sure but uh it's about people who like own airbnbs and they're like competing with each other oh. to have the air the best airbnb i get it it's so weird and like yeah it's just like a crazy show it's fun though um i didn't mention this before but when i mentioned putting up content 
at my Patreon. Specifically, guys, I'm going to put up a new The Window. What? Field The Window. It's You're in it. That thing I recorded that oh, I never yeah, posted. Yeah, 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 yeah. So Eric will be in it. <laughs> that was my dream. Just FYI. That was yeah. my dream to be a guest on <laughs> The know. Window, and it you happened. You finally did it. You yeah. weaseled your way in there. <laughs> So Allison wrote in, uh, I've been really enjoying watching pet-related shows lately and have been watching a lot of My Cat from Hell and The Helpful Vancouver Vet on YouTube. Okay. Do you know of any other shows in a similar vein you could <laughs> wreck? If you haven't seen them, My Cat from Hell is Jackson Galaxy. Allison, do you listen to the show at all? <laughs> Katie Hilly Wurzberg literally never shuts the fuck up about My Cat yeah, from huh? Hell yep. every time she's on the show. That's okay. I'm not yelling at you. <laughs> uh, we do know My Cat from Hell... Uh, I'm not familiar with the helpful Vancouver vet. Allison writes, uh, he's a dude who makes YouTube videos on important topics like proper cat handling and how to give cats pills. <laughs> I think with the dumpster fire that is the world lately, it's just nice to take a break to watch cats love on their humans. So you have to do for specifically I cat think. shows? You said pet related shows, but it's if all you've cats. got any. It's all cats all the time. Yeah, I guess. I oh, well, the helpful Vancouver vet is probably not just cats. Maybe, bo- maybe both. Okay. Yeah. I just, I, <laughs> I don't want to recommend it. It's a good show. Okay. But it'll wreck you. Oh my god! What the Netflix it? show just called Dogs. I can't even. I can't. Eric, I just I saw a watch. trailer for it and I cried, <laughs> yeah. and I was like, I can't watch this. I can't. If anything bad happens to any of the dogs, <laughs> I'm gonna go on a rampage. Yeah, I mean, I'm look, Allison. Question, like, listener, Allison, it sounds like it'd be something right up your alley. Yeah. I cannot take it. I Yo, can't So you are wrecking something you haven't seen. I've started it, and I can't, I can't, I'm not emotionally mature enough There's to watch There's also a documentary about, like, cats in, like, Turkey or something, like street cats. <laughs> and I was like, I can't watch this. I saw a YouTube video one time of a cat leaning up, like, on his hind legs, leaning up against a deli counter. Mm-hmm. Like the a person placing an order. Uh huh. And yeah. the guy just like giving him cold cuts, awesome. and I lost it. Yeah. I just can't. Like I freak out if cats do anything human. You know how like they sit like people sometimes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I walk in sometimes and I catch Desi sitting like that. I'm like, <laughs> you need to knock it off immediately because I can't handle uh-huh. this. Yeah, if they s- stand up on two hind, I'm like, nope. nope have you nope, Have nope. you seen the statue of the the like street cat that's like doing that, like leaning up against like a Desi curb? Desi sits like that. Yeah. He leans against stuff. I've posted photos of him before. Yeah, yeah. He has like an author photo. I took of him <laughs> where he looks like a he looks like Wilfred Brimley but like sitting in a chair yeah yeah uh, anyways guys uh, yeah those are good shows so Jennifer wrote in wow guys some of these are very old and I apologize because we took that weird holiday hiatus and then my computer broke so <laughs> if I'm very late reading any of your questions or recommendations or I forgot any I apologize and moving forward I will be on my shit at Patreon okay mm-hmm. Jennifer writes in so I don't have a question but I just watched Sharp Objects as like I said it's kind of old mm-hmm. and had heard the podcast where someone explained why the roller getting Roller Skating Girls were a thing. I think that was me. I watched the music video before watching the series, and it made it so good. That video is amazing. It is amazing. Uh, the guy who had directed Sharp Objects uh, also directed uh, this music video where these roller skating girls were uh, in the video. It's a very cool video. It's literally them just roller skating down a road uh, and he's filming from a car and they're like uh, illuminated by the headlights and he's reversing the whole time. Mm-hmm. It looks very cool. Question. Uh, but he put them in Sharp Objects. Oh, okay. Question. Not the same girls, but the spirit right. of them. Right. What is Sharp Objects? 
Seriously? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, the show on HBO with Amy Adams. The mystery. Oh, uh, okay, yeah. The I've, cultural I've um, <laughs> touchdown. Yeah, okay. I've not seen it, or uh, it's very good. I don't know anything about it. Uh, Patricia Clarkson just won a Golden Globe for it. Oh, that's cool. And now that you say it, now when you said it was Amy Adams, I it, it started to come to mind, but mm-hmm. I don't. She's I'm great not, in I'm it. I'm not familiar with it. Uh, so Hannah wrote in, guys. Like I said, I have a backlog of <laughs> Patreon questions. Hey, Allison, not a question, but as someone in the age range where literally everyone is a huge Harry Potter fan, please go watch Harry Potter Puppet Pals, The Mysterious Ticking Noise. It truly is a gift to the world. Also, don't let anyone tell you Slytherins are bad because we are the fucking best. Hell yeah, Hannah. Uh, I don't know what Harry Potter Puppet Pals, The Mysterious Ticking Noise is, but I will watch it. Also, I went to the Harry Potter exhibit in New York City recently Uh, with Faith. I heard about that. Yeah. It was a good time. Where it was is, that? It is uh, by the Natural History Museum. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. but what is wild about it mm-hmm. is it was so crowded. There were so many people I'm there. sure. Oh, my God. This, oh, this destroyed me. So, I was at the fucking Harry Potter <laughs> exhibit. Mm-hmm. And this little girl was with her dad, and she was looking at the exhibits, and she was like, Daddy, how did they borrow all this stuff from Hogwarts? Oh, my God. And I was like, oh. I can't. And he just went, I don't know. And I was oh. like, oh, mm. you're a good dad. But it and was so sweet. And then everyone high-fived him. Yeah, yeah. while we were crying. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. So the thing that blew me away about the exhibit is she wrote, uh, J.K. Rowling wrote so, and by the way, I know we're mad at her because she's <laughs> super problematic, yeah. but uh, she wrote so much of Harry Potter by hand. Yeah. Because I had heard, yeah, like she would go to coffee houses, but I was like, but she had a laptop. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. She wrote so much by hand. I was like, that is wild. That's uh, that's the way to do it. Yeah. And that's they have a lot of it and they have her drawings. It's extremely, and stuff. extremely my thing. It's very cool. It's it's basically like being inside her brain, mm-hmm. but no transphobia. Right. <laughs> Which is the best J.K. <laughs> yeah. Rowling brain. Stephen King writes a lot by hand. Oh, he talks about understand. that in On Writing. He like wrote, when he wrote The Shining, he was staying at the, uh, what's it called? The Stanley Hotel. The Spooky Hotel? Yeah, the, the, the Ghost Hotel. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> he was uh, staying at the Stanley Hotel and he went and like walked down to like a desk in the hallway and just like, took out a, a steno pad and just like wrote a bunch. That's so wild because this is going to sound like I'm complimenting myself, but I don't, I'm truly not trying to. I think too fast to write. I can type faster. Yeah. I think, well, I think I, I think most people our age do because we grew up. I mean, we didn't grow up with computers, but we got them early. Like but also fairly young I age. feel like we're the last generation that wrote, longhand everything right exactly. because like we know cursive for yeah, example yeah, yeah. like little kids don't know how to write yeah. cursive anymore yeah but i think like having getting computer like i got a computer like in middle school mm. you know like so we've had access to them for a long time and so i think like i think that's pretty common most people our age and younger like thinking too fast to write but i that's actually to me a benefit because it makes me slow down and like be deliberate writing by hand you know what i mean mm-hmm. like because i mean you know it's it's just why like it's funny to think about like how wild it seems that she wrote so much of harry potter by hand considering thousands of years of books were written by hand oh yeah I know. <laughs> you know it's like yeah it's it's funny to be like wow she wrote a book by hand that's crazy you know and yeah then, i do think it's different yeah i mean yeah that it's just funny yeah i, I also know. didn't mean to say that 
kids don't know how to write cursive anymore. I just know that there's not the same emphasis on teaching them cursive because it's sort of like why they're just going to type. Yeah, everything. I mean, you should know how to write your signature. But I even remember being like we learned like cursive in third grade and then like fourth grade. They're like, you don't have to write in cursive. I was like, well, then what are we? What I are started we doing? like I still <laughs> write like this. I write in this weird blend of uh-huh. cursive and print. Yeah. yeah, Because yeah, uh, I, I think cursive is really pretty. So mm. I kept the letters that I think are pretty. In cursive <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I print everything else. My handwriting is atrocious. Yeah. Uh, so Chelsea wants to know, uh, in about a month, I'm going from working in childcare to an office job. Do you or any co-host have any tips for that transition? I'm really looking forward to changing it up and making more money, but it's going to be a big switch and I'm very anxious about it. Thank for, thanks for all your hard work. Love the show and all the co-hosts. Well, thank thanks, you. Chelsea. Um, so I would like to know specifically what kind of advice you're looking for in terms of uh, making the transition from childcare to an office job. Yeah. I almost feel like it's going to be easier. That sounds <laughs> like a dream to if me. If you had said, like, like if you were in my situation, you were like, I've been self-employed for over a decade uh-huh. and I'm going to work in an office. I feel like I- that would be tougher. But childcare is a hard job. Well, I think what I think what she's talking about is like, I think she's used to being like having a highly interactive and care driven right. job. That's person. what and I now assume. like, yeah, like now she's going to have to sit at a desk by herself and, and like, just like monotony. turn out pain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Especially tough, depending yeah. on like what the office job is. Like, is it data entry yeah. or is it? Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. Because office jobs vary wildly. Like, yeah, if you're like sitting at a cubicle, just like churning out reports all day, that's way different than like if you're like a marketing strategist right. or something. Yeah, you know? if there's some kind of creative angle to yeah, it. Yeah, so, uh, but in general, I would say like it's going to be weird, especially if you're like have so much experience and you're just used to being like on your feet and interacting all day and stuff like that. And try not, I mean, I would say this in general, this is something I've been having to learn, and I, I would just say this in general. Try not to, uh, any, anytime you have to work in a job that you're not stoked about, or like, it's not like what, quote unquote, what you want to be doing in life, I think it's really important to try to compartmentalize it and just like mm-hmm. focus on it while you're doing it, get it done, and like, don't beat yourself up about like, oh, I'm not living my passion or living my dream yeah. or whatever. You and know, don't like, bring it home. Yeah, and don't bring it home. Yeah, and also depending on how chill your office is after a while, like once you get settled in, sometimes offices will like let you listen to music or podcasts. Yeah, like, and then like that's sort of nice because it's a yeah. little escape. Yeah, try to find ways to like make the time pass. And just like, yeah, like I, I've been reading, I think I talked about it last time I was on the podcast, but I've been reading this book called The World Beyond Your Head. Mm. And he talks a lot about like, it's really hard for uh, like our generation and below to focus now because there's so much going on all the time. Yeah. And like I've been trying to work on that a lot more. Like when I'm doing something, just trying to focus on it 100%. Oh, I meant to tell you that study that we talked about with the kids and the marshmallows, yeah. was it? Yeah. Apparently that's like been debunked. It, that's one of those studies that they recently mm-hmm. came out with. There's some of these studies that were done ages ago. Sure. Like the Stanford prison experiment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, a bunch of these like very old studies that are taught in like psych 101. Mm-hmm. Um, psychologists have revisited them yeah. and they've started to like poke holes in it and the, the results and they're like suspect. Yeah. I'd be interested to see what the debunking is. Cause the, when he talks about it in the book, he kind of mentions like he thinks the original results of the study were wrong. Mm. Like they have the data of like these kids 
waited and these kids didn't. And the original researchers had one conclusion as to why, and he had like an alternate take on why. So maybe he debunked the original. Maybe, study. Yeah. yeah. I'd be interested to see what the new studies are because I mean that's so important in any sort of. Field I think I truly think it was just like th- it's not a one-to-one correlation. Basically, they were yeah, just that'd like, be yeah. It's not this predictive thing. They yeah, thought it yeah, was. yeah, yeah. That's yeah. very possible. Yeah, yeah, I'd love to read that. Yeah, you have to do that with everything. You have uh, to for sure, especially any stuff. kind of psychological experiment. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> people just see what they want to yeah, see. Uh-huh. Usually, uh, oh, yeah. guys thank you so much for the patreon questions and recommendations and just general statements about like how you're doing in life please go to patreon.com slash allison kilkenny sign up for as little as five dollars a month to send those sweet sweet questions look out for more content there because i'm back in my own account back they tried to keep me out Mm -hmm. and they failed uh so yeah guys and on that note It's that time of the show. Let's all hold hands and cry. Here is your bad news. So I actually wanted to talk about this first story in the pop culture section, but because we answered a buttload of Patreon questions. Just so much mail. Uh, But I also feel like it fits in the bad news section. So I want to talk about surviving R. Kelly. Oh, boy. So I don't know if you guys have seen it yet. I actually haven't seen it yet. I didn't watch it. I've read a lot about it, but I didn't watch it. Same. I read a lot about it. I listened to, like, Democracy Now! had coverage of some of the victims and their families. So I feel like I have heard so much about this documentary that Uh was originally on Lifetime that I feel like I can talk about it. Uh, I also, of course, read... uh, It was Rolling Stone, right? Who had that... uh, expose on the sex call oh yeah i believe so yeah yeah so i read that i don't think you had to have seen the documentary to know about what's going on with r kelly no i mean the documentary sounds like it's a deep dive into the exposés about the sex cults and that's not to diminish the documentary they also like putting new stuff together victims and yeah they did a lot of original work too but so it's about r&b singer R. Kelly, a.k.a. Robert Kelly, who has faced decades of sexual misconduct and abuse allegations. Mm -hmm. He is well known for having relationships, quote-unquote relationships, Mm -hmm. with underage girls, including Aaliyah, uh, who he married when she was underage, and they forged her age on the documents. So, like... For a long time, people have known R. Kelly is a piece of shit predator. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The only, only reason these allegations have come to light again is because women of color took up the cause again and started, like, the mute, uh, mute, uh, is it Mute Kelly? Mute R. Kelly campaign? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, of course, the Me Too movement. And Dream Hampton uh, really uh, pushed this documentary on Lifetime. Mm-hmm. And to their credit, like they, they got major celebrities on board, like John Legend, who was a boss and you know uh, participated in the documentary when a lot of other celebrities wouldn't do it, including people like Lady Gaga. Right. Uh, can can you? Sucks. This is totally off topic, but yeah. just a very quick aside. Can you imagine? If some shit came out about John Legend. Oh, no, I'd be so <laughs> sad. He am, like, uh, honest to God. But also nothing surprises me. Yeah, just honest to God, like, 
Him and Chrissy Teigen just seem to be the most I wholesome. Know. We have to nice protect couple. them. Yeah. <laughs> like, just leave them alone. <laughs> uh, well, I think yeah, the R. Kelly did. I that's he. I believe I can fly. Right. That's R. Kelly. Yes. Right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I just remember like when the. F- I think there was a real disservice done not to R. Kelly, but to like his victims because the first thing that I think really came out about him was like when the fir- stuff first came out about him having underage uh like whatever relations like you know having under victims victims, yeah (laughs) his victims yeah well the first thing that came out was like the tape of him like peeing Peeing, on a woman yeah and then that became the story and like the joke yeah and there always was a little bit more uh i feel like dave Chappelle called that out a little more like you know those girls were underage too like that aspect of it not just that he was peeing on well it was just like i feel like for the longest time it was like a joke it was it, like it was r kelly totally pees on women and everybody's like oh is that's hilarious he's like, weird he's yeah. weird yeah and it's like they're all underage like he's he's like have all these underage victims well i like, was listening to a podcast about surviving r kelly and one of the hosts made a really good point where so some of these women weren't underage right right uh some of the women in the so-called sex cult uh-huh. oh and i should say that all of these uh things are allegations and yeah. blah blah blah, blah. Mm, yeah. don't sue me um <laughs> So some of these women are not underage in the so-called sex cult. And some of the behavior described by these exposés in the documentary fall into like a BDSM type relationship where it's like like a sub asking their dom for permission to use the bathroom or something like that. And the host was really good about uh, making the distinction between like a normal consensual BDSM relationship. Uh Because the host was like, what I don't want to become the story is the BDSM aspects right, of right, this relationship. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The whole issue is the coercion and the abuse, like physically beating women. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and the uh, predatory behavior towards young girls. Right, right. We right. should focus on that and not the salacious details of, like, yeah, the other stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That or is, like, quote-unquote weird to some people, but it's like, that's not really weird. What's weird is the abuse... And or I guess what what is criminal is the abuse and the predatory behavior yeah. towards young girls. Uh, and just like I mean, you know, uh, I think a way you can differentiate between like cults and BDSM is like, you know, there's all these stories now of like R. Kelly and his team like lying to the parents of these girls. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like keeping them away from their families and stuff. Like right. But what I'm saying is there there are some women in the cult who are legally of age who claim they're there because they want to be there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. it's important to parse that. Right, 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 right. Because uh, yeah. there are also some women who originally claimed they were there willingly and then he like beat the shit out of them and then they left right, and they were like, right. no, it's a fucking cult, you know. Uh, so it's important to represent like yeah, everything yeah. that's happening. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it is fucking wild, you guys. Like, read about what R. Kelly has done. Watch her surviving R. Kelly and then ask yourself, what would have happened if these young women were white girls? Because it is insane when you read about what actually happened. Like, him just abducting young girls away from their families. Like, if they had not been poor women of color, it would have been a national scandal. Well, you can look at... uh, I was thinking about, like, the difference in coverage between this and, like, the Nexium story that came out, you know? Uh, Which is, like... Pretty white actresses. Yeah, Yeah. you know, like, like that's, like, you know, a 
uh, huge. I mean, not that this is like this is a big story. Like, but like knows finally, about and the only reason it's a big story now is because women of color yeah, made exactly. it a big yeah, story. Yeah. They were like outraged that these poor young girls were stolen from their families, and no one seemed to give a shit. Right, right. Not right. the police, not the national media, and they made it a national story. Right, right. But it, had they not done that, would anybody know or care about this? Yeah, I mean, probably not. I mean, because like you, I mean, you could just see that we knew about it in the nineties, right, and, and nobody it made like a story. Went away. Yeah. yeah, it was interesting too. I was, I, I keep forgetting like what podcast I heard all of this stuff on because I've heard so much about R. Kelly uh-huh. recently. But they were talking with one of the original journalists who covered the story, and it like ruined his life. Yeah, because one of the allegations against anybody who tries to speak out against R. Kelly is that they're doing it for financial gain. Uh-huh. And so the host asked the journalist about it, and he just laughed, and he was like, "Uh, well, I didn't get rich off of it. My first marriage uh, failed because I was so stressed from covering <laughs> this story. Um, everybody hated me for exposing R. Kelly uh-huh. as a predator. Yeah, and like it ruined his life. He's yeah. like, what did I get?" from it and that's the same question with any girl who comes forward it's like she's not going to get rich off of this it's probably going to ruin her life Mm -hmm. and it's just so horrible that it happened well i mean there was uh who tweeted it there was i I like that you and i can't remember anything i can't i don't or who we heard shit from social media has just melted my brain i'm just like it's all it's all just like one constant like streaming thing if now. your grandparents did a podcast <laughs> who was the girl who <laughs> yeah. said uh, the pretty yeah. girl you yeah <laughs> <laughs> there was uh right after surviving r kelly finished there was like some news agency not a news not a, like a reputable news agency but like you know uh a, a tmz or a drudge report or something like that mm-hmm. somebody tweeted like footage of three of the girls from the documentary at the oh, front in the of front a front row. Yeah, TMZ is such fucking trash. That was TMZ, trash. right? They're yeah, yeah, such yeah. fucking trash. They yeah, they tweeted this screenshot of some of the victims at one of R. Kelly's concerts in the front row laughing and smiling. So fucking what? I mean that's like that's like saying I mean literally it's like it's like if you were showing video of all the people at Jonestown being like, they're having a great time. Yeah, they're dancing, smiling. <laughs> oh, they're all dead. They're drinking juice. Yeah. Like, you know, it's you like, can't be sad and drinking juice, and they're dead. Yeah. yeah. It's like, yeah, they well, all went there willingly. That's how cults work. Also, put yourself in the shoes of an underage. So say you're like, I mean, honestly, sometimes 15, 16-year-old yeah. girl. Uh, you just graduated middle school, right? Mm-hmm. And... You're poor uh-huh. and you want to get into the music industry or you think the music industry is cool. Yeah. And fucking R. Kelly yeah. starts talking to you. Very famous, rich, The powerful. most famous R&B singer of all time. Uh-huh. And he takes an interest in you and he says he's going to help your music career because that's how he groomed a lot of mm-hmm. his victims. Yeah. Of fucking course you would be flattered. Yeah. You would be so flattered. You'd be so excited. Yeah. And that doesn't mean you consent then to have a older man start a sexual relationship with well, you yeah i, I don't mean, even like saying relationship yeah yeah i mean that's exactly why we have rules about <laughs> like you can't consent if you're of a certain yes, age like yeah. that's because they might be saying yes yeah because that's how power dynamics and that's how like mental uh abuse works yeah like, and i mean r kelly one of the girls that he groomed he met when he was on trial for having 
sex with underage girls. Yeah. He met, like, he was walking into the courthouse and he saw her uh-huh. and talked to her and he remembered her. That's how fucking warped yeah. his mind is. Yeah, I think that's, like, the biggest problem with stories like these is, like, I feel, I feel like so many people, like, you know, people who work at TMZ or whatever, yeah. it's, like, so many people have this conception of, like, abuse is, like, it's only, like, when somebody is, like, scared, saying no, trying to escape... You know what I mean? It's like a they lot of times take coercion into yeah, or like power dynamics. Coercion, like I said, like that's how cults work. Is like people, like you know, except for a, a very few exceptions, like people in Scientology like being there. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you, that's how it works. Like, well, especially with R. Kelly. I mean, he's cultivated all of these relationships with like people like Lady Gaga, for example. Right. Because. He's a musical genius. Uh-huh. By all accounts, he is a very nice, charming guy uh-huh. when you talk with him right. and you have a working relationship with him. Yeah. Uh, and he knows he can't be a fucking scumbag predator yeah. towards you. He's a really nice guy. Yeah. So that's what the people who know him are saying. They're like, but he's so nice to us. And it's like, how many times do we have to have this exact fucking conversation before you understand you can have a perfectly amicable relationship with someone and then they can turn around and be a predator. Yeah. Of that course. doesn't, they're not mutually exclusive. Like yeah. I'm sure R. Kelly is very nice when you have a brief interaction. With yeah, him. yeah. Yeah. Then yeah. he goes home to his fucking creepy sex cult uh-huh. and beats women. Yeah. Like there, yeah, there's just all these like, yeah, there, there's all these dynamics at play, and, it, like, abuse doesn't always look like, you know... Yeah, like, it doesn't... I mean, it does often involve, like, physical abuse. Mm. Like, he, you know, he does beat women, yeah, but, but, like, it doesn't it, always, yeah. like... True. It doesn't always involve that. Yeah, and, even like, if he wasn't beating women, there was a ton of other creepy, <laughs> coercive power yeah, dynamic and, stuff and, going on. Yeah, and just, like, it's just... It's so... Yeah, it's just so disheartening to see, like, you know, after all, you know these allegations have been known for a very long time and still like, you know, they allowed him to make like the trapped in the closet series and like put it on TV and like, and people thought it was fucking hilarious. Yeah. It's just like, he's like, they just allow him to do whatever he wants. And like that only furthers his egomania and like his, cause like if you were doing all this stuff and like, people knew about it and we're still letting you do it like yeah. you're just gonna keep doing it. yeah that was interesting too because there was some debate over is he a narcissist or is he like oblivious and doesn't realize his behavior is destructive but what's so interesting and i say that not in a positive way uh quote-unquote interesting about r kelly is he was victimized himself as a young kid he yeah. was sexually abused um like, he had an awful, awful childhood. He watched yeah. his, like, first girlfriend die in front of him when he was, like, eight. She drowned. Like, a really, really horrifically traumatic life. But in interviews, you hear him talk about that cycle of trauma yeah. and how the traumatized go on to traumatize other people. And it's like, oh, shit, dude. You do know what you're doing. Yeah. You 100% know what you're doing. You're a deeply traumatized man who is acting out and hurting other people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what you're doing. So that, yeah. that I'm like, maybe he is a narcissist. I think he knows what he's doing. I think there's like, well, and again, like none of this stuff is easy to parse out. Like it, it's one of those things of like, there can be reasons for the way people are and it doesn't excuse their actions. Exactly, you know, it's like, exactly. you know, it's like, I think, you know, probably, you know, part of that is like, if you're young and you become like a world famous singer and people are worshiping you and telling you you're a god, that's gonna fuck with you. But Michael Jackson. Yeah. So like that again, that's not to excuse his behavior. Yeah. It's just 
it adds to like probably why he is the way that he is. Like yes, a hundred percent. And there uh, there are so many people who are also horrifically abused who don't go on to yeah, abuse exactly. other people. Yeah, so right. it's not like yeah. Again, it's a direct correlation. Let's move on. I also wanted to talk about the Democratic establishment freaking out. Oh my god! <laughs> about Ocasio Cortez. They're just such fucking cowards. Such cowards. Like what? Eric, let's try to figure out <laughs> right now mm-hmm. what it is about Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez that is so threatening <laughs> to the Democratic establishment. Is it because she's a young woman? Is it because she's a woman of color? Is it because she's a young woman of color who's outspoken about leftist politics? Is it all of the above? I'm going to go with all of the above. It's all of the <laughs> above. <laughs> <laughs> Always pick all of the above. <laughs> yeah. That's standard Standard test etiquette. Just always pick all. But like, book. listen to this fucking cowardly, condescending bullshit. This is Representative Emanuel Cleaver. Uh, I'm sure Ms. Cortez means well, but there's almost an outstanding rule: don't attack your own people. We just don't need sniping in our Democratic caucus. This is like, I just hate this fuck. Like, I. The Democratic Party is just comp- has just I think AOC has been so good for just completely like exposing the Democratic Party yep. for like being this old guard like they don't care about anything. Yeah. Like literally all they exist to do is to hold on to whatever little bit of power that they have and like they they're they're basically Republicans. They like they don't care about solving any sort of like uh, actual policy issues or like making any sort of change. It's just like, yeah, you got to play by the rules. Like this is how we do things in Washington. Right. And I think that she also drives them nuts because she's tried to connect directly with the people. So this was, I'm reading from a Politico article. This is one house Democrat. Uh, she needs to decide, does she want to be an effective legislature or legislator or just continue being a Twitter star? There's a difference between being an activist and a lawmaker in Congress. And I think that speaks to their fr- frustration where, go with me on this, because I don't want to compare AOC to Trump. Uh-huh. But you know how Trump uses Twitter? Because he's like, I'm going to talk directly to you. No, I think that's an apt comparison. Because the reason that he won is because he the people in the Republican party were so fucking frustrated yes. with everybody in their party. And they're like, this guy doesn't give a shit. Right. This guy doesn't care about any of this. That's why he got elected. And with AOC, she does the same thing where she's like, listen, I'm going to talk directly to you yeah. on Twitter. And I, people like that. Cause it's like, they're tired of the bullshit in Congress where not only does nothing get done, but especially on the left, the Democrats are complete shells who are not they don't represent leftist ideology at all they are corporate sellouts fucking everybody knows it and aoc is exciting because she is bringing it to them she's clearly a threat because they are criticizing her to the press yeah yeah, yeah. which by the way if you're talking about circling the wagons (laughs) why the fuck are you running your mouth to the press about another democrat exactly why is it just like fingers pointed at her she could easily point them back and say well then quit bad mouthing me if we're you know sisters in arms yeah 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 uh but anyway yeah it's just such horseshit i mean first of all i will say in that house the unnamed house democrats like uh, uh, defense they are different uh it's that she's effective and you're not yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, she gets shit done and you don't. Uh, but it's just like, you know what I mean? Like, I, I I remember, like, very early on when I first, like, started getting interested in politics and, like, 
you know, uh, reading about like, you know, uh, fucking how like Democrats and Republicans like going out to lunch together. I was like, why? Why? What are they doing? Yeah. Oh, it's like, oh, it's because they're all playing for the same team. Right. Exactly. They're playing for team politician. and they're Which just they dress up as civility. Right. No, it's like you're not being civil. You're actually doing incredibly uncivil things. Yeah. And it's By just the like way, AOC represents what the majority of Americans want. Yeah. Like, truly she ran on a platform of everyone should be able to live a dignified life in America. You should have access to healthcare, access to housing. We should have a living wage. Most Americans agree with that. Yeah. She's not radical. <laughs> right. Yeah. You assholes are radical. Right. Giving everything away to the one percent. Yeah. Just like, f- do one poll about how popular that is. Yeah. You know, like yeah, yeah, yeah. you're the outliers. Yeah, absolutely. Sons of bitches. <laughs> I'm so mad. I just hate like. <laughs> I, it just reminds me of all this bullshit. Where people like, well, like people try to like compartment compartmentalize like politics, and they're like, mm. no, like politics is what we do for business. But then like you know we can be civil with each other and we can have meals together. It's like. No, politics is real life. Like, this stuff affects people. And, like, I don't want to have dinner with somebody who wants to, like, take away people's rights and make poor people suffer. Like, that makes them a bad person. Right. By the way, that whole civility bullshit thing is pretty new. I mean, Congress representatives used to beat the shit out of each other. They would duel all the time. Yeah. Like, that is a fairly new phenomenon. I'm not saying we should go back to duels, but... I would love it. Dot, dot, dot. I would would absolutely love it. If they were just brawling on the House floor. Can we at least go back to, like, spirited disagreements where we're not, like... So we're going to give everything to corporations, right? I just feel, yeah. Okay, let's go get lunch. Yeah, it's like, yeah, I just, at the very least, like, hold people accountable for their views. Like, you're not a good person if you believe that, like, there's just, I hate this thing of, like, well, my politics don't define me as a person. Like, yes, they do. They absolutely that, that, do. That's the whole point. And if they don't, I suspect you <laughs> <laughs> yeah. as a human being. Like, that is weird that you don't have a moral compass. Yeah, and, like, it's, it's just that's why I'm just so, so frustrated with, like, the, the whole Democratic Party, all the leadership. Like, the fucking, like, Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer's, like, toothless response to Trump's, like, speech the other night mm-hmm. it was just like th- they're not doing anything right there's it's just it's all a sham it's all you're all, <laughs> it's a all sham it's all a sham if you didn't feel like you were listening to your grandparents before mm-hmm. you're a sham but i agree <laughs> guys desi is going ballistic right shit. now because he's wearing a dumb little collar oh i didn't see because he's over grooming uh-huh. like an asshole <laughs> and he's got a hot spot so now he has to wear his collar and he's not happy about mm, it just being a pill oh he's knocking shit over he, you should see him try to take corners. He's like, he doesn't know how to navigate the extra width of the collar. <laughs> so he gets caught and it's a fucking mess. Uh-huh. Looking good, my man. Oh, he's so mad. Guys. <laughs> it looks like a little bonnet. It is. <laughs> yeah, his little bonnet. Mm-hmm. Guys, that's enough bad news. Let's get to the good. Here's your good news. <laughs> All right, look, I don't know if this is good news, but it certainly is schadenfreude. I I don't even know. Here's the thing. I don't know what it is yet, okay. but I read QAnon, and I <laughs> absolutely, anything involving them is good news. Uh, you mean anything bad happening to them is good news? Or just reading about them and their sad lives, okay. you know, just yeah. like 
there's nothing good about the QAnon people, so yeah. it's always going to be some sort of Schadenfreude or like just reading about how sad. They, like my favorite thing is uh uh uh, uh the Twitter user uh, Krang T Nelson oh, yeah. T Nelson. Yeah. It's just constantly he somehow got in their like private Facebook group and just <laughs> constantly screenshotting their sad <laughs> posts where they're like a bunch of them were posting like bologna sandwiches on Thanksgiving. <laughs> where like my kids won't talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> we know why. So there's this guy, Bucky Wolf, <laughs> which is a real name that I didn't make up. He is 26 American years young. <laughs> and he was killed. He killed his brother in okay. Seattle All right. on Sunday night by stabbing him in the head with a four foot long sword. Wow. Okay. And he is a self-proclaimed member of the Proud Boys. Of course he is. He, and also, why not QAnon? I'm sure he was looking very svelte in his Fred Perry polo while he stabbed his brother in the head. Uh, so, listen, the reason I'm not, like, doing a touchdown dance is prosecutors claim he exhibited signs of mental illness. That obviously is not funny. But it's keeping in theme with... And I love when this happens. Like, this happened a bunch with the militia guys where mm. it turned out they were all fucking each other's wives and then they, <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah. got mad at each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Watching it unravel, because uh-huh. of course it does. Of course there are things like the Proud Boys or QAnon give cover to individuals who, and I don't want to conflate bigotry with mental illness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But have you read about what QAnon believes? Oh, yeah. It makes sense that a wild conspiracy theory like that would give shelter to someone who also is mentally ill. Yeah. Who is making those connections in their mind where there are no connections. Yeah, of course. And might think their brother's a lizard person <laughs> and put a sword through his head. Oh, he killed him because he thought it was a lizard person? I don't know. if it. Oh, yeah. He, um, when detectives arrived, he asked them if they saw other lizards, according to court <sighs> filings. See, this is the... Pro- see... Yeah, like here's the thing, like it being mentally ill does not make you a bigot, right? No. Of course, of course it does. And most mentally ill people never hurt anyone. And most and most most men- mentally ill people are more often the victims of violence than they are the perpetrators. Exactly. Of course. But what is what it, what what is the problem is is that these fucking QAnon idiots support these people. You know, you know what I mean? Like they they rile them up. They and they, they they're like, yeah, you're right. Your brother is a lizard person. You know what I mean? Like they're 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 there's no sort of like, hey, are you doing okay? Right. <laughs> you sound like you're having a hard time. Yeah, Maybe they you should talk to somebody. Each other up into a yes, lather. Exactly. Yeah. That's the problem. Like, um, I guess I should say for people who don't know, QAnon is the pro-Trump conspiracy theory that posits that Trump is engaged in a shadowy war against a secret cabal of pedophilic global elites in the Democratic Party. Yeah. Uh, AKA w- Pizzagate. Yeah. Well, you know what's crazy is like, I mean, QAnon is like, honestly, guys, if you have free time, you should read up on QAnon. It is it's truly awesome. wild, especially if you like conspiracy theories. Uh-huh. It 
is a good one in the sense that it is one of the the more wilder ones. Yeah, I've like read there's about. like there's like anonymous post on 4chan by a guy claiming to work in the White House mm-hmm. that they're secretly arresting all these celebrities and you know democratic politicians, uh-huh. but they can't make it public because it would destroy the the country. Sure. So they're secretly arresting them but letting them be in public and then like you know what I mean. By like, the way, my conspiracy theory about that conspiracy theory is it could very well be someone in the White House who's mm-hmm. like guys we're fighting the good fight on the inside <laughs> and we just can't tell you about it uh-huh. to get like points yeah, yeah yeah you know it's just but like the thing about conspiracy theories is they're fun to read but like what sucks about some of them is like pizzagate was insane so but, insane but it's partially true <laughs> like jerry epstein exists oh or, absolutely or J- jerry jeffrey uh jeffrey jeffrey epstein exist like they just they there was a big democratic donor in la that just caught just got uh, the second uh uh young black uh teen was found dead in his house in three years yeah yeah and he's a big republican or a democratic donor yeah like that stuff is happening and like but i have to say with jeffrey epstein here's the thing are wealthy white men predators yes uh is it a democratic issue? No, 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 no. no. It's like not a democratic the, issue. The same expose that was like Jeffrey Epstein is going to these like you know secret parties where underage girls are forced to have sex with wealthy men. Like Trump has been named in those profiles Trump, as well. Trump rode on his plane with them. Trump, Bill Clinton. Like, Trump joked about Epstein in the past before he was running for president. Yeah, so he was it's like, not, yeah, he likes him young. You know, like it's not a democratic issue. No. It's not a Republican issue. It is a rich white exactly issue. Yeah, yeah yeah exactly uh it's it's what happens when cis men not only cis men but historically it has been cis men mm-hmm, mm-hmm. are given unlimited resources and power. power yeah that's when things go haywire because it's like right then you can't check their gross behavior yeah they yeah, get yeah. to do whatever the fuck they want yeah that's the issue i'm not saying that you know there isn't there aren't men who you know have illegal sex with underage girls and boys that definitely happens yeah, yeah where it gets into like wild conspiracy territory is only democrats do it yeah or it's like uh, it's hillary clinton in the back of a pizza restaurant right. like that's like or what, like anti-semitic shit where yeah, it's like it's yeah, just yeah. jewish men doing it yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah um, it's just uh, yeah these yeah I, uh, yeah QAnon is just wild um it sucks that this dude's brother died because he's not mentally well yeah um but like that's the issue with like these people like the proud boys and QAnon is that they're like enabling these people to commit acts of violence right and that like and you know what's interesting is like yeah this dude is a self-proclaimed proud boy like a couple you know a couple weeks ago when there was that big fight in manhattan between antifa and, and the proud boys outside of a gavin mckinnis speech gavin mckinnis was outside in the street with a sword right and this dude stabbed his brother with a sword right like I mean, I don't know if it's related, but like that's not I don't it's a big coincidence. Right. You know. Uh so in actual good news, uh Centoya Brown uh got clemency. Uh one of his last acts as Tennessee governor, Bill Haslam, on Monday granted executive clemency to Brown, commuting her life sentence for murder and making her eligible for release on August seventh. Uh, just to remind everyone, Centoya Brown is a victim of child sex trafficking. 
She was sentenced to life for killing 43-year-old Johnny Allen in 2004 uh, when she was 16 and living with her 24-year-old boyfriend, uh, a pimp known as Cutthroat, who forced her into prostitution and raped her. Allen solicited her for sex, and she shot him dead at his home, saying she thought he was reaching for his gun to kill her. And she was given life for that when she was 16 years old and she was defending herself. Um, So thankfully, that sentence has been commuted. And once again, the only reason it was commuted is because um, a lot of women, primarily women of color, brought attention to the case. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So good work, everyone. I mean, it's, it's very good news. I mean, it sucks that like, I wish, I don't know. I don't, I don't know why he, if he was going to do that, he wouldn't just be like, let her out. Oh, sure. Yeah. I don't understand. I, I like, truly don't know what the legal restraints are. Yeah. I don't know if that's yeah, I, I possible. Don't, yeah, maybe, I don't, I, maybe it is. I don't, yeah, I don't know the rules around that. It seems like you could just be like, mm, yeah. She, I mean, I don't, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know what governor's powers are. I don't know if they have the ability to do right. that. It just seems like if you're going to be like, yeah, if you're going to commuter sentence, you'd be like, let her, uh, out now. Uh, let her out now. Sure. I and it goes without saying, obviously, that, you know, we talk a lot about the stand your ground laws on this show. It is interesting to see who gets to stand their ground Mm -hmm. and when they get to stand their ground. And it is almost always white men when they're uh, claiming that they're protecting their property, although sometimes it's not even their property. Sometimes they're out and about and they are threatened by um, young black (laughs) teens and shoot them. And then they're like, I was standing my ground. That's not my ground. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like a woman defending herself from not uh, underage girl defending herself because men have been raping her and she thinks one is about to kill her. She's not standing her ground. Yeah. Yeah, I don't have anything. <laughs> that. Uh, Eric, on behalf of all white men, respond. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's. I mean, it, I mean. Granted, I don't know if Tennessee is a stand your ground state. Oh yeah, yeah, but I mean, that but in point general, aside, yeah, 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 yeah. I'd be interesting. I mean, not. Inter- I don't mean. Again, I think we said this earlier. I don't mean interesting as in like good, but like, I. It would be interesting to have seen like, like say it the story. It's a stand your ground state. Oh really? Well yeah. then, yeah, that's crazy. Like. How did that not come up? You know what I mean? Like, if it's a standard, I mean, not I, saying, it probably didn't. Yeah, court, but, but it's just interesting. Like, what would have happened? Not, not that I want this to happen, but like, what would have happened if it was the opposite way, way around, where the older white guy had actually killed her, hundred percent, and like was like, yeah. oh, she was going to steal from me or something. Would like, not have gone to jail. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you know what? Because there's been cases like that before, and they almost never do. Sure. You know, like especially wh- yeah, if if you're. A woman of color, if you're, I mean, I don't know if we call her a sex worker. I, I We probably do, even though she was, you know, forced into doing it. Yeah, yeah. Um, she's an undesirable, quote unquote, right? right. So right. her testimony means nothing. Yeah, it's just, it's just, the whole case, I just, I remember reading and just saying, like, how did this happen? Like, what, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I understand, like, you know, defense lawyers and prosecutors get shit on a lot. They have a job to do. I understand that. But like the judge, like, how do you not just be like, what, what, what is happening? Right. You know what I mean? Like, 
like at any point, or I don't know if it was a jury trial or not, but like a jury, how do you like how does that happen? I just don't. Well, get I know it. a like, lot of judges, and I don't know what the sentencing guidelines are for a case like this. But I know, for example, a lot of judges have taken issue with the street three strikes laws yeah. because it takes power out of their hands to make those discretionary decisions yeah, of course so like i don't know how much power did the judge have in that case to yeah. be like this is wild yeah i don't want to do this but according to these guidelines i have to right yeah i don't know honestly maybe it wasn't yeah. that case maybe the judge was just a fucking asshole i don't know yeah it's just like uh, you know it's like <laughs> yeah it's just it's just it's such a wild case because it seems like you know I haven't even heard a defense of why she should have gotten a life sentence. That's all bad. Usually, almost always, well, there's at least one person being like, well, actually, like... That's a good point. <laughs> so I think in this case, th- this story is so cartoonishly absurd. Yeah. I think a lot of people were sort of like, well, yeah, she shouldn't be in jail. <laughs> but yeah. think about how many cases aren't this, right, of course. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. cut and dry, right. where it's a little grayer, where it's like, yeah, lock them up forever, and we're not even, like, discussing those yeah. cases. Um. But anyway, guys, please follow Eric on Twitter at E-R-E-K underscore Smith. Um, We didn't get to talk about your music or anything like that. Do you want to plug anything with that stuff? Um, Sure. Uh, I don't have any. I uh, I play in a couple bands. Um, I have a show coming up at the Gramercy Theater on January 26th. Uh, uh, with the band I play for, Vajra. Mm-hmm. And then I also play another band called Muscle Before Paradise. We were just on tour for a little bit. Um, and we don't have any shows booked right now, but we'll be doing more in the spring and stuff like that. But go listen to that music. Yeah, it's on Spotify and Bandcamp and all that good shit. Please go to patreon.com slash Kilkenny. Sign up at the $5 a month level to send those sweet, sweet questions and recommendations. $10 a month, you get to participate in the online hangouts. Wow. Oh, they're ever so much fun. And one is coming up later in... When am I going to do it, guys? Let me consult Ooh. my calendar. Coming up soon. Uh, yeah, I'm going to... Sunday. Let's do it Sunday. Sunday. Hell yeah. Wow. So I'll post about that as a reminder. And yeah, if you have any comments, questions, um, recommendations for other listeners, use the hashtag LightTreasonPod on Twitter. We're also on Facebook and Instagram, if you can even believe it. What? So while you're following Jonathan Van Ness over at Instagram, yeah. give us a follow How as does well. How podcast post pictures? It's audio. Well, I post photos of stuff we talked about, Eric. That's how it fucking works. <laughs> Go follow us there. And yeah, tell your friends about the show. We are a word of mouth operation. In case you missed the announcement, we are now a weekly recap show. We will air every Friday. In case you're like, what is happening to the schedule right now? Mm-hmm. That's what's happening. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we love hearing from you guys. So do write in, tweet us, all of that good stuff. Guys, thanks so much for listening. And while you're at it, get out there and cause a little trouble. <laughs>